This is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54 of the Glory in Our Stories, titled Groomsmen Assemble. Listen in as I take the time to dissect and spread my experience pre-marriage. Got a little bit less than a year into the big day, but these are just a few pointers uh, for anyone who's uh, considering that same journey. Again, this is just my perspective. Don't take it as law, but I thought I would share. Enjoy. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 54 of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, this edition is entitled Groomsmen Assemble. For those of you who are familiar with the Avengers um, film franchise, you know exactly, or even Marvel in general, you know exactly where that um, reference comes from. Uh, the picture, the the cool thing about that is the photo that I'm using to promote this episode actually includes, um, I think it's Paul Paul Rudd, and um, the guy in the back is actually Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno, who played the Incredible Hulk back in the 70s. Um, him and Arnold Schwarzenegger actually competed in bodybuilding at one point. And it was like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, if you're familiar with that um, um, sports reference. Um, both of them were like very competitive. And of course, uh, one person that uh, whose career took a different course, I wouldn't say was more successful, but just took a different course was Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's um, opposed to Lou Ferrigno. But Lou Ferrigno will always be remembered as the Incredible Hulk, the live action Incredible Hulk. But um, but yeah, uh, again, this is episode 54 uh, of the glory in our stories titled Groomsmen Assemble. I just wanted to point out really, really quickly that in the near future, things will be changing. Um, of course, uh, the length of the podcast will be changing. Um, I have a different logo and I'll also be changing the theme theme music. Um, There's something I have been thinking about for about a month just to give it a different look. You know, updated a little bit. Um, I think, I think it's been almost going on two years since I started this podcast, and um, I uh, I enjoy it. I I enjoy sitting down, talking with individuals, learning more about them, and through them, learning more about myself. And it's been something that I've been really, uh, really anticipating. Um, even with that, you know, just stay tuned for, for, uh, you know, different guests, um, um, local guests, uh, a lot of people may know about, but probably don't know their story. Um, one thing about social media, it is, it's still like a small frame, still a snapshot of who somebody really is. And even though it may look, uh, lovely on the outside, uh, there may be something lurking underneath, 
Uh, we all have our own uh, insecurities and uncertainties and even to an extreme point, our demons uh, that we battle with. Uh, but the cool thing about it is that we are presented with opportunities to express it, to share and to hopefully get through whatever we're enduring. Um, but the point of this particular episode is for a long time as a individual, I thought that I had no advice or wisdom to give based off the box that I placed myself in. Uh, one being the youngest in my family, uh, one the youngest of three. My family is actually large, but my immediate family, I'm the youngest. So if anything, everything was handed down to me. Every piece of advice or every, every anything in general was passed down to me. I was mostly protected because I was the quote unquote, the baby. Uh, for those of you are listening, you understand what that feels like to be the youngest and to feel as if um, no one takes you seriously like you're always learning you always acquiring something you've never experienced no that's not always the case uh, my fiance doesn't believe in a birth order uh, determining uh, the the uh, outcome of your life and your experience uh, for me I, I sort of blame that and you know I was sheltered as a young child not only because I was the youngest but I was the only boy I have two older sisters whom I love dearly and wouldn't exchange or change for anything in the world. These women really inspire me. Uh, they always have and always will. Every time something happens, I say, if they can do it, so can I. Uh, the same thing goes for our mom. Uh, mom has really paved the way for all of us. She's given us a really solid spiritual foundation, thankfully. Um, she, if anything that mom has taught me, She's taught me how to be an adult. She may not have taught me how to be a man. She specifically said, I can't teach you that. And that's true. Um, but it, she did teach me how to be an adult. She provided me with everything that I need in order to move forward. Uh, but primarily, she showed me um, who God is through her eyes. And I and I and I fully appreciate that. Um, and I was telling her recently, yo, I, I learned who he was. Once I got on my own, once I started college and even now, um, the relationship that I have with him now uh, approaching marriage, I've never thought that I'd be thinking about these things. These are things that I always considered. But now I'm like, yo, marriage is right around the corner. I just looked at uh, the knot, uh, our website, uh, my fiance, Adrian, Adrian, who's also a uh, a vocalist, uh, songwriter. Um, she majored in communications in college, so, and uh, she got her degree. Uh, very intelligent, very witty. I call her my firecracker, uh, my fireball, and um, she she puts that spark in my life. Um, but she's not just gonna be my fiance. She's gonna be my rib. She's gonna be um, my partner, and I'm gonna be hers. I just texted her yesterday, saying I can't wait to be your husband. I know in this society. Uh, when a man is in a certain position, uh, his wife will always be his wife. And she's more than that, way more than that. Uh, she's encouraged me in so many different aspects of my life. Uh, she doesn't, she's not the type of person that tells me what to do. Um, she does what most uh, women in our life do. They reflect us. So in a sense, if we say we're going to do something, they remind us. You all remind us of what 
the things that we promise, the ambitions that we hold dear, which is, is keyword ambitions, which I will touch base on uh, doing this podcast. It's not going to be the traditional long podcast, but I just wanted to touch base on four different aspects. Uh, but before I say that, I just wanted to express uh, the role that Adrian is playing in my life and will play in my life, uh, Lord willing. So, so aside from all that, I guess we'll get started. Yes, groomsmen assemble. I wanted to just take the time to shed light on my groomsmen, uh, the men that I have chosen. I've chosen them for a reason. Um, actually, the cool thing was in the process of letting them know or even asking them to be um, my groomsmen, I actually went out and bought uh, Marvel figurines that reflected who they were. Um, the one that I chose for my brother, Jeremy, was the Hulk. Um, the reason being is because um, at some point when we were younger, we had tempers. And I, he's actually my favorite character because of that. Um, the one quote that he said in the first Avengers, he said, that's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. And I think we're as men, we're always going to have a sense of frustration. But the ability to control that. And to channel that, that's the most important thing. So for Jeremy, I chose um, the Incredible Hulk. My best man, Jesus, I chose Captain America. He's always been a leader. Um, he does have a natural ability to be a leader. And um, he's, um, he's, he's actually guided me uh, throughout my life in certain degrees. Um, he's always been honest with me. That's my right-hand man. That's my brother. Uh, he actually graduated from being just my best friend to my brother, so he's he's always going to be uh, more than that. Always going to be more than that. Um, I do apologize for the the sounds that my computer is making. Hopefully, it won't the notifications won't pop up anymore. But yes, gave him Captain America, uh, Aaron, my uh, my poetic brother. Um, I gave I gave him Wolverine uh, because out of all of us, he's the most seasoned, uh, the most experienced when it comes to marriage and just experienced in life. And um, I gave him that because he has a lot of wisdom to give uh, just by him being himself. And uh, I, I picked that up a long time, uh, about a week ago, called me when he gets older, he's going to be old man. Logan, not going to take any crap. So. Next person is Mike. For those of you who are local, call known as Mike Sarge. I'm asking to be um, a groomsman. Um, and the person that I chose for him was Nick Fury. He has a desire to uh, collect uh, individuals who all have one thing in common, is that they have an ability that they need to use and utilize for the betterment of the world. And that's the mentality that, that Mike has. He wants everyone to be on an equal playing field. Um, and, and lastly is Raul, a.k.a. Ruler. I chose Spider-Man as him because he's the youngest out of all of us, uh, but he still has us. He, he still creates a, 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 a large presence and a huge impact. And he's had a huge impact on my life on his fearlessness. I tell him that all the time. He's, he's He never backs down from a challenge. And if there's something that he wants to attempt to try, he does it. And I give him mad props for that. Um, but for those, those are my groomsmen specifically chose them because they they've they've influenced me beyond their understanding and what better group of men have in my corner than men that are god-fearing men that 
Um, do not just sit, but remain steady and steadfast to uh, the future um, and all their endeavors. So those that's the reason why I chose them. So, uh, but I'm gonna get down to the meat uh, to the meat of what I wanted to say and what I wanted to express. One thing that I can say about preparing for marriage has been a lot of internal thinking and a lot of uh, changing and maneuvering and sharpening and pruning and uh, chipping away because you end up realizing that in the future it's not just going to be about you it's going to be about you and um, your loved one um, and in my case it's going to be Adrian you know that's I plan on spending the rest of my life with the Lord willing and uh, as long as we place him in the center I know we'll be alright uh, but I, I had to do a lot of adjusting. Um, and these four aspects that I wanted to touch base on are the four areas that I um, started working on, am working on, and will continue to work on. I know that there will never be a place where it's just completely perfect. Uh, but as long as I'm putting forth the effort, um, and that's one word that my best man used a long time, like a while back that really stuck with me. It's like effort. Everything takes effort. Being a husband takes effort. Uh, being a father takes effort. Doing well at what you do as far as job wise and career wise, it takes effort. Social media has created this, um, like I said, like this, um, this illustration that everything is good. Got a home, good. I got a car, good. I have a job, good. Steady paycheck, good. I'm healthy, good. No, everything takes effort. It takes effort um, to make things look this well. When you see these family photos of people taking pictures together, and um, the the mom is maybe holding the youngest child, and the father is standing behind them, and they have two other children standing to the side, and nicely groomed. Everybody's well put together, and one of the parents can probably vouch and say, you have no idea how difficult it was for us to just take this photo. Like, not just talking about at that moment, I'm talking about life. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's, I know it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but it's worth going through. And that's the, at the end of the day, that's the question. Is it worth it? And to me, I believe it is. Um, I, growing up, I, you know, I, growing up in a single household, uh, the concept of marriage wasn't really mentioned. All you all you can go by is what you see. Uh, but I was so surprised, highly surprised that even at a young age, I was eager to be a husband. Now, I do believe God placed that in me, uh, which was a reminder. I think it was a precursor saying I'm preparing you for something in the future because this is what I have planned for you. And he, I believe he always planned for me to be a husband. And despite, you know, the lack of influence that I may have had growing up as a male, as a man, but he always knew I always, I always wanted to be a husband. And at, you know, at first it was to better, you know, to be better than my, my, my father. Uh, but I believe that's, that's the intent. Whenever you're a parent, you want to set things up so that your child can do better and be better. Every generation should be an upgrade. And that's the way it should be. Um, so I do even thank my father uh, for uh, uh, pushing me to do better than he ever did. And because that's 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 the way it's intended. Um, so, yeah, I just I wanted I um, I realized that I needed to 
to change my habits. Uh, but the four four areas that I'm going to touch ba base on, they're just four. Like I said, this this is not going to be like the traditional long uh, podcast, but I just wanted to touch base on these based on what I learned. Not saying that you have to abide uh, by anything that I'm saying. That's why I said this is a male's perspective, not the male's perspective. All of our experiences are different. There are so many things that we can add and give to each other. And that's one thing that I hope that we continue to do is have conversations so we can share, so that we can educate, so so that we can encourage, continue to encourage. So, uh, so the first one, the first one is finances. Fellas, this is something that I learned. Um, most of the time when when we look at money is based off how our parents looked at money. If you come from a family that's primarily wealthy, money's been passed on to them. You probably assume money's going to be passed on to you. If you have that mentality, that's what you're going to live by. You're going to think that everything comes easy just based off your name alone. It doesn't work that way. For some people, it does, unfortunately. Uh, but for me, I had to learn that at the end of the day, I needed to make the best decision I could to put myself in a financial situation where if something comes up, I can handle it. Um, I'm not afraid to share this. I had pawned my car a few years ago to help pay for my rent when I was in college. Bad idea. And now I will say it's only a bad idea if you're not able to pay it back immediately. For me, I'm thinking, oh, I got all the time in the world. No, ma'am. No, sir. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Um, the interest rate rate was ridiculous. At most of the time, I was paying the in the uh, interest and nothing on the actuality. Anything like like say for instance, the interest was three hundred and ninety four dollars, and anything over that went towards my car. I think one time I paid three hundred and ninety five. Only one dollar went towards the actuality of my car and my car was like two thousand dollars over two thousand dollars and i was paying on this for a very long time it wasn't until last summer that i finished paying it off more and that holding that receipt was probably more um life-changing and pivotal than holding my diploma my college diploma i'll tell you i kid you not i could have cried i could have screamed out like this is something that i no longer have on my shoulders uh, so since then, even before then, I decided that no matter what, when I get paid, if all my bills are paid, I'm good. Uh, but that's not even a, a good mentality to have. It's not all. It's not just I learned. It's not just about what you're putting out. It's what you're putting in. And I wasn't saving. I wasn't saving any money. Um, I I realized that one thing I learned. I forgot who this who this financial guru was his last name is Ramsey uh, maybe saying it wrong y'all can correct me if you want because I totally forgot their first name but he he mentioned that um, if anything you should always have no less than a thousand dollars in uh, in your savings uh, reason being is because um, if you have a problem issue with your car you can go ahead and pay it if it's something small and maintenance, uh, maintenance requirement. You have the funds just because you have a new car or a, a, a car that's really like a good brand and that's dependable and reliable. Uh, it doesn't mean that there's a chance that 
it won't break down or you might have a flat tire. Like you just, you need, you need to have funds for the, those emergencies. And you also need to have funds to have fun. Put the, put the F U N in fun and fund, please do enjoy your life, but set things up so that your future will be okay. It won't be perfect. I don't want to be perfectly safe, but it's, it's good to have that financial safety net. So please make better decisions short your finances, put money away for your car. In my instance, I need to put money away for our wedding. Um, I decided to create a gift fund like every month. It, it, it never fails. You, we all know someone or some people who has birthdays and we want to, you know, contribute. So put money aside specifically for that. For gifts. So I'll put aside a, a gift fund. I put aside a fund like for me. I like buying clothes. I like buying shoes, but I don't like buying them at full price. So whenever I do buy stuff, I'm thinking, oh, I'm saving a lot of money. I was, the example that I gave my Adrian was that if I see a shirt for $10 and I see another one for five, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna get the one for five. And I'm thinking, oh, I just saved myself $5. But if I go to another store and find another shirt, that's $5. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this shirt because it's not $10, so I'm good. No, I just spent $10. Even though I didn't spend it on one shirt, I spent it on two. The objective was not to spend $10. So just because you spend less doesn't mean that you're not spending more. So that's something that I had to learn. I had to learn specifically. Um, I have to budget my money. And even the most important thing, fellas, I didn't say this. I apologize. Um, but if you uh, go to the go to church uh, regularly and you believe in God's influence on your finances, tithe, tithe. God, number one, God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need it. Come on, he's God. He does not need your money. But if you trust him, your money, this think about it, the Bible is a reflection or is a metaphor for much bigger things. When it comes to tithing, it is a metaphor for your trust. How much do you trust him? You know, that's a parable in the Bible about a woman. All she had was a coin and she gave all of that. And because of that, she was blessed. I forgot which particular scripture it was, uh, but it that's all she had. But she was more, uh, what was more valuable to her was her trust, was the trust that she was putting into God. Uh, so that that is very important tithing and remember it's 10% um it's not like you're trying to tip God because again he does not need it uh but your trust it it, it it questions your trust especially you as a man yo fellas uh just a quick question just something to think about what is it that you're placing all your belief in like when you're making these decisions prior to getting married what is it that you trust do you trust yourself do you trust your friends do you trust your soon-to-be spouse uh, do you even trust God I'm not throwing religion into your face. I'm just speaking from my own journey and my perspective. But honestly, like ask yourself, what are you investing in? And I think that's one of the biggest challenges um, that we must face and bring light to and accept is we need to trust something because there are going to be moments where we feel powerless. And where are we going to go? We're not like Superman. We have a fortress of solitude. Um, man cave just probably won't cut it. So just something to think about, yo. Continue to listen in. Episode 54 of The Glory in Our Stories, entitled Groomsmen Assemble. When you get married, 
and, and you have kids, if you're not handling your finances, that can create a lot of tension between, from what I hear, tension between you and your spouse, and it can ruin something for your child. And last thing I want to do is ruin something for both of them or three of them, however number of them that, that they that they are. I do not want to ruin that. So uh, please pay attention to that. Make those decisions now. And so that you can make better decisions in the future so you can set yourself up. Um, I know that you're used to doing things for yourself and that's fine. Uh, but remember, you have if you're in my position, you're about to get married. You have somebody else coming into the picture. There's somebody else you have to consider. One thing I will say about this and finances before I move on is when you go out on a date, fellas, you do not always have to pay. Remember, and I'm saying this and I know I probably get dinged for this, but I'm just being honest. This is the, the relationship that Adrian and I have. This is a partnership. This is 50 50. There are some dates we will go out and Adrian would say, I got it. And I'm as a man, I'm like, okay. I had to put my pride away. And like, man, if she says she got it, she got us, she got us. There are some days where I we will go out and then I say, I got it. There are some days when we go out and I'm about to pay and I look at her and I ask, can you pay for yourself? And she would give me this look and I'm like, okay, I got you. And I never get upset about it because we have each other. And it's not just reference to that. Like we have each other in all aspects of our life. And one thing that we're learning to do is trust each other more with each other, with our finances so that because at the end of the day, once in the future, that's all we're going to have to depend on. You remember back, you know, when you're in your 20s, when you're in college, if you are come up short, all you got to do is send, send a text to mom or dad like, mom, can you can I borrow? Can I have? I said, sure. And they send it over. No, 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 no. And in this scenario, it's going to be us. We're going to be each other's resources. Not not the re not the source, but each other's resources. Uh, but we learning how to utilize that the best way that we can. Um, but yeah, um, remember that you're in a partnership. You're in this together. Uh, no matter what societal expectations you may have, it is you too. It is only you two. So develop something that works for you both, and that will help you as you move along. Move along. Yeah, move along. I, I, my 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 tongue always messed up between alone isolation and then along progression. Um, next one, it fellas uh, is one that we all deal with, uh, regardless of in your whether you're in a relationship or not, is our sexual habits. Um, one thing that we fail to realize is the influence and impact that we have on other women. Even if you are a nice guy. And you're quite intentional and you're the type of person that's relational, likes to 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 get to know people. Your 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 um, your 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 positivity can be um, mistaken for flirtation. And um, and if you are highly aware of this and you use it for the wrong reasons, you're pulling people in in your life that do not belong there. And they're going to set up shop and they're going to think, oh, he likes me. Oh, he, he, I'm the only person. No, 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 don't do that. You're going to have to change your sexual. And the reason why I say this in reference to sexual, even though you think, oh, it's just a conversation. It could lead to that if you keep feeding into it. Um, at this point, when you get married. I, and I'm not married yet, but I do. I, this, I guess this is common sense for me. If you have a friend, a female friend. 
whom you know that your fiance is does not approve of. And I'm going to say approve. I mean, you know that that person likes you or may have ulterior motives or may have a conflict. You might have to cut ties like completely or set some boundaries. We live in a time where people are not respecting marriage. They're not respecting the spouse or the spouse to be. These women are approaching us, fellas, and they can care less about the women we're about to marry because in their mind, they're like, oh, he's not married yet. So I may still have a chance. Same thing goes for us, fellas. We may look at a woman and say, oh, she has a fiance, but she ain't married yet. That's an engagement ring. It's not a wedding ring. It's an engagement ring. Uh, they haven't even sent out invitations yet. I still got I'm a, I still got a, a block to just slip in and say, hey, you sure you want to do this? If not, this is what I can offer you. No, we do. It's 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 it's, it's not a double standard right here. Like it goes both ways. Uh, and that's something that we need to keep in mind. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch base. And this is a very sensitive subject and not a, people do not like talking about it, which is understandable. But it's something that needs to be approached. The concept of pornography. What pornography does, it, it pornography is cancer um, to our sexuality. It really is because it creates these expectations and it creates the idea that you can just have sex anywhere with whomever you want to. And as long as you are pleasured, as long as you are satisfied, that's all that matters. That is not true, fellas. That is not true. It poisons your idea of women. Because not only will you start looking at your fiance differently, but you look at the other women in your life differently, like your your best friend from from kindergarten that you've known since forever. And she's become a sister to you. It may may pervert your interaction that you have with her or your your homeboy sister whom you've known, you know, only through him. And then come to find out that you have a certain attraction for her, but only find out that it's um, on a surface level. And. It's the it's the aesthetics of sexuality that are hype, hyper, um, hyper, um, hypered, I guess, for lack of a better term. And um, I just I don't know. It's intensified to the point that that's all we want is to be sexually um, pleased and aroused. And we we look at these images of these women and most of the time their bodies are completely exaggerated their, their bodies are not the bodies that God had given them. It's something that they added. That's something that they actually bought. <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, pornography is buying our um, our instinct. And they just feed it and we're just feeding into it. And the next thing you know, you probably find yourself looking at a site more than you find yourself spending time with the one person that whom you want to share that experience with. And... We need to change that habit. We need to we need to kill it. We need to do whatever we can to make sure that we're not practicing that, because again, it is cancer to our sexuality. Um, our women, our our the women that we love and the women that we are involved with, have to face. Uh, they have this. They they can be the most attractive person you've probably ever seen in your life, but because of that, it creates a sense of insecurity, and they ask themselves, well, and even the men. And I mean, I know we don't want to admit this, but we do actually say if they if he or she uh, finds a liking to this. That means that whatever I'm able to provide is not enough. 
So I guess I just look for someone who appreciates me. And that way you end up stepping outside of the relationship, probably even marriage. Um, but um, uh, pornography has ruined a lot of relationships because of our lack of control. Going back to the E word effort, it takes effort, fellas, um, to ignore that and to invest in expressing yourself sexually with your partner. Uh, primarily in my case or in our case, if you're engaged with your, your wife, not your fiance. And I still believe in, in, in not having premarital sex. I, I believe that one full heartedly. Uh, no one's perfect. I'm not saying that if you do, you're bound to go to hell or you're the worst person in the world. I'm not saying that. Uh, but just be mindful of of that. Um, Tony Evans said um, sex is a fireplace. And no, sex is a fire and it should be held and be contained in a fireplace because if it's not contained, it will run wild and it burns quickly, burns quickly. So what better way than to make that fireplace your marriage so that it can burn as high as it wants or just have a steady flame? Whatever you choose, just make sure it's contained within the realm. It should be um, made. Uh, but yeah. Pay attention to um, the DMs that you send, fellas, the comments that you make on these photos. Um, there are some women that are specifically uh, using uh, clickbait uh, to get your attention. Turning this back over. There are a lot of men who are using clickbait to have these women um, like their photos or even shoot them a message. We need to be really careful about what we say, how we say it, and... The interactions that we have with other women. Um, I have made um, some mistakes in the past. I don't want to repeat it, especially going into this marriage. Uh, you'll be amazed at how small the decision can hurt someone. Um, but yes, we, we have to maintain that and um, be knowledgeable of how impactful uh, that mindset is, how detrimental it is for us to redirect our focus and focus on something a lot more important. Um, for me, I found it easier to use that energy that I could be using to probably watching pornography or or even engaging in another uh, in a conversation with with another woman who who is not going to be my wife. I, I decided to redirect the energy towards creativity. Uh, this is why I'm able to do so much, much more for this podcast, why I'm able to record music and continuously write um, because if I focus, if I focus, the outcome would be that uh, we reflect the uh, the amount of effort that I put into it. And you put an effort into an outside relationship, it's only going to increase the cancer. And it's going to be very um, uh, threatening to the relationship that you're building. So calling out to all local singers, bands, rappers and producers. Create Augusta is presenting an opportunity for you to network and learn the ins and out of a local studio called Classic Studios. Create Augusta presents Create Night the Indie Way. Come check it out. Um, the day is May 25th, 2019, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., 4014 Columbia Road, Martinez, Georgia, 30907. Again, May 25th, 2019, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., 4014 Columbia Road, Martinez, Georgia, 30907. For those of you for those of you who are not familiar with Create Augusta, Create Augusta is a local organization helping performing artists maximize their potential. Come through. Uh, learn more about 
Classic Studios. I'm, uh, I think a tour is involved. Check it out. You get to meet uh, the majority of the Create staff. But yes, we're looking forward to seeing you come out, support local artistry. And that's not what you want, fellas. It's not what you want at all. So yes, maintain your sexuality. Appreciate the woman that's in front of you. Compliment her as much as you can. And be authentic and be real. Be transparent. Um, and once, and I'm pretty certain once you get married, you'll be able to explore uh, Pandora's box in a way that is safe. And I'm just keeping it, keeping it haunted. <laughs> you can, you can explore it in a safe place because that's what God created marriage for. He created sex. He created the sensations, um, and He wants you to be able to experience that um, without the threats of the outside. I mentioned this before. I'm not sure if I mentioned it on here. A lot of people assume that when you come to God with what you have, you have to give up everything and close yourself off and you can't really enjoy yourself. That's not true. I believe that God created his boundaries. Uh, not for us to put, keep things out uh, from us, like to keep to keep things out so that we can't enjoy them. He's protecting us from what's on the outside if that makes sense he's protecting us he's not preventing us from having fun he's protecting us uh, from threats and that's what he wants us to that's what he wants because he knows that if he gets a hold of us it's going to feed into our sinful nature and because of free will we can choose to just leave and he knows that and he's a father that says I want you to choose me he doesn't say, I need you to choose me. I want you to choose me. This pasture is here as long as you want to make. I'll, I'll provide you with everything you need. I'm telling you, there's no reason for you to go out there. So that's what he does. He protects us, not prevent. Uh, he doesn't prevent us. He protects us. Um, I think the third one um, is going to be ambitions. Make sure that you have a goal. Make sure that you're working towards something. Uh, a woman will walk alongside of you walk alongside of you if she knows where you're going if she knows where you're taking her if she knows if she has faith in the destination for me when adrian met me we were both in college uh, she knew that i was majoring in literature uh, i'm sorry creative writing specifically and it wasn't until because we didn't start dating until a year after almost a year and a half after graduation and at that point I don't think I didn't I don't know I hadn't decided on going back to school um I had finally decided that I wanted to go back to school to pursue educational counseling I think it was that same year it was 2015 when I decided that I was actually in church I was listening to the pastor and he was talking about kids and I said well God I don't have a natural desire to be a teacher but I but I do have the gift to listen. I, I enjoy listening. I believe that's my purpose. I believe listening is my purpose. So I listen. And I, I've been listening all my life. I've been listening to my mom, my, my, my best man. I've been listening to other people. I've listened to people for this podcast, which I, I, I enjoy every second of it. And I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I was watching 13 Reasons Why, which is a show on Netflix about a, a woman a young girl who committed suicide and the first season she took 13 tapes 
to explain why she did what she did. And there were moments where you're thinking this could have been prevented if this would have happened. Now, in reference to somebody choosing that route, I've learned that you can't fully blame yourself if they make that decision, especially if you didn't have a say in it. You can't you can't blame yourself. You can't hold that weight. I did for a while towards a friend, uh, but I realized that it wasn't my weight to hold. Um, But still, I wanted to take preventative preventive preventive med preventative that's it <laughs> agent keeps getting on me about my words preventative measures um towards helping a child especially in high school because i believe high school is one of the most important parts of your life you're old enough to it's like riding a bike you're old enough to ride it without training wheels but still young enough to know to know that you don't know the streets that well. So if you end up going to a different street, you may have a little trouble finding yourself way, finding yourself, uh, finding a way to get back home. So that was a pivotal area for me. It was, it was a huge blur in reference to my experience. And I just want to make sure that children, that these students are enjoying their lives, but at the same time preparing for the future. Uh, so I wanted to play a part in that. Um, I wanted to be a vessel in a much bigger uh, outcome and to be a cognate in the overall engine of life when it comes to maturing and um, evolving. So I wanted to have a hand in that um, as, as much as I can. I believe that I am supposed to be a part of the educational system. Uh, it's actually going through our, it, it, it flows through our blood. My sisters and I, and especially my mom, who was a, re- a retired educator after 40 years. So it's just something that I believe that God has passed uh, has an, uh, we we have inherited from our mom uh, that desire to to help children and to make sure that they uh, better their future and maximize their potential and maximize what they have. I know I'm going on a small tangent, but I'm going to stop. But yes, um, have ambitions. Write write them down. Get a purpose book, uh, a purpose planner. My sister actually gave me a purpose planner three years ago, and it's basically um, a planner that helps you plan your purpose and your passion. And it helps. Write them down. Put them to the side. Um, feed into your purpose and your passion. Bring it into fruition. And continuously remind your fiance, this is what I'm doing. Adrian is the type of person that likes that, that, that needs words of affirmation. So I have to constantly tell her uh, as much as I can my plans so that she is informed. And they and she has every right to be concerned. Because she looks at me and she says, now, this is where we're going. And I trust you. I trust you uh, with my dreams and I trust you with yours. So we need to continuously move forward. And as long as I'm, long as you're being honest with me and truthful, then I'll do the same for you. And I, that's, that's the feeling I get from her. So be ambitious. Make sure you have a goal. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you're, you're adding and contributing a daily, daily, and as much as possible towards your goal. And it's okay to take mental breaks, but to just take a break completely and say, you know what, I'll pick this up when I feel like it. No, nah, no, nah, man, you gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta remain consistent. That's one thing that I, that I pride myself in. I hope that's not a bad thing to do, but pride myself as being consistent and persistent, uh, making sure that I'm always doing the best that I can. And with what I have. Um, so, but the last thing I'm going to touch base is, on is spiritual growth. I just hit the 40 minute mark. 
of spiritual growth. Um, I've been growing spiritually ever since I can remember, but I I need to do more, especially when I'm stepping into a playing field that I've never explored before or never even been exposed to. Um, Because I'm going to need God in more ways than I can imagine. God has many facets. God can be everything you need. That's why I believe that, that, that it plays into one of the most famous quotes that he's ever said. He said, I am. That's it. I am your, I can, when he says I am, he doesn't say that I was and doesn't say that I will be. He says, I am. I always will be. I am. And I think that also plays into saying, I am your father. I am your mother. I am your friend. I am your sister. I am your brother. I am your mentor. I am your strength. I am your confidence. He can do, he can be anything you need him to be. And I'm learning that more as I get older because I'm going to need him for guidance. Uh, being the only male in my family and, and not having, you know, that immediate influence for a long time, I was, I was blaming someone else. But God recently reminded me and he said, why you're saying that such and such didn't, you're totally ignoring what I did. And I was like, dang. And so I need I need him to to rectify me as much as he and chastise me as much as he can. I may not like it initially, but I need it. I do need it. So. Uh, spiritual growth. Get read into God's word, get into it, even if you spend spend like five minutes a day. Uh, you version, um, I think is it was the, the Bible app. Um, no, I think it's you Bible. Let me check on it because I don't want to misquote this. Because, um, yeah, you version Bible app, they have plans that you can follow day by day. It may even take just a few minutes, uh, each day. Um, but choose a plan, follow it that way you can get into the routine of looking to and looking into God's word and documenting the verses that you come across. I have a, a note where I've been documenting every pivotal verse that I've come across, primarily verses that I've never read before. Um, but yes, uh, maintain your spiritual growth. Um, hold yourself accountable for your relationship with God. Be intentional. And sometimes place yourself in a position where you're listening instead of acting. I was recently reminded of that it's sometimes we just need to listen because I think it's it's the axing uh, that gets in the way of our hearing and our listening skills in reference to uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, but yes, um, as I was saying before, those are the four major aspects of my life that I'm, I've, I've, I'm working on and still pursuing, uh, working on my finances. Um, main, um, working on my uh, sexual habits, my maintaining my ambitions and feeding my spiritual growth. Um, as a man, we need to continuously encourage each other and to seek betterment within ourselves, let alone our society. Um, I know we most of us have this competitive nature, uh, but we have to remember that we're all in the same race. And the biggest concern is that we finish. We finish strong. We finish well. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being a husband. Um, March 21st is going to be here before you know it. March 21st, 2020. And somebody recently asked me, are you happy? I said, I probably won't be really happy until the day of. And they gave me this expression, like, why aren't you happy now? I said, well, it's just, I mean, I'm, in, I'm anticipating it. I am. But that day is going to be a, a new, 
a lot of new things. Like I'm, I'm going to be married. Uh, Adrian's going to meet my family, um, another part of my family. I'm going to meet another part of hers. And it's just going to be new for both of us because it's going to be legit. We're going to be actually husband and wife on that day. And I'll be able to soak it in on when it comes. But for now, all I can do is plan. I can anticipate and I can enjoy the engagement, which we were informed by other couples to just enjoy the engagement. Because once it comes, it's going to go like that. So, uh, but yeah, fellas, please continue to challenge yourselves. Let your um, soon to be wives challenge you. And I hope that they're continuously feeding into what God created you to be. Um, and continue to invest in them, love them, appreciate them. And always say to yourself, as often as you can, these words, it's not about me. Because if it's not about you and you feed into her and she also says it's not about me and she feeds into you, you all check and balance each other. So, um, again, this is episode 54 of the glory in our stories. Uh, this is Calvin Pennywell Jr. discussing um, groomsmen assemble.